The following is part one of a two-part Barefoot Lawyer Reports podcast on the denial of religious liberty in China. Featuring Jillian Richards, a recent alumnus of the Catholic University of America's MA in Human Rights program. Welcome to this edition of the Barefoot Lawyer Reports. We're going to talk today about religious freedom or the lack thereof in China. We're going to have couple of speakers, Guang Chen and myself, and one of my MA in Human Rights students, Jillian Richards, who just graduated and uh, just wrote an op-ed about a case of the denial of religious freedom in China. So Jillian, tell us what's, who was it about and what's the situation? Sure, thank you. Um, I was an intern at the Heritage Foundation in the Asian Studies Center this past semester, so I had the opportunity to write about Pastor Wang Yi and his unjust imprisonment. Um, this also coincided with a project I was doing with Ambassador Sam Brownback, looking to find ways to release or at least alleviate Pastor Wang Yi's situation. Um, so just the background on his case, he was the founder of Early Rain Covenant Church, um, which was one of the prominent underground churches in China. It was located in Chengdu, which is in Sichuan province. Mm. Um, so during the, this ongoing crackdown on these unregistered churches, his church, Early Rain Covenant, was also implicated. So there was um, a massive arrest that happened in December of 2018. Wang Yi, his wife, and over 100 other members of his congregation were arrested. Um, the charges were inciting subversion of state power, illegal business activities, and so forth, um, which from what I understand is a charge often given to Chinese Christians who are just trying to practice their deeply held religious convictions. Mm -hmm. um, then a year later, Wang Yi was sentenced to nine years in prison um, on those same charges. So he still languishes in prison to this day. He hasn't been able to contact his family very much mm -hmm. since, since He's being surveyed pretty tightly. His wife was able to visit him in November, this past November. Mm -hmm. um, again, I think limited information. Um, he wasn't really able to convey a lot to her. Um, but from what it sounds like, he was doing okay. Although sources, um, China, uh, China Aid and other organizations have um, found, or they think it's likely that he's being held in closed confinement. Um, so it's, it's still a dire situation, and I think we should be doing everything we can to press for his release. So that was the purpose of your article, to kind of bring his plight to the attention of more people? That's right. Um, I wanted to raise awareness primarily. Um, also, it was sort of a call to action for USERF, the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom, to adopt him as part of their Religious Prisoners of Conscience project. Um, it seems that USERF has a pretty strong track record of success, oh, mm -hmm. so it would it would go a long way to have them adopt him as a prisoner of conscience. So they have done that for others, but yet not for him. That's yet. right. Oh. Yeah, which I found interesting, and I'm not sure why they haven't done well, so. Well, that's already. interesting. I assume they've done. Do you know Chinese uh, prisoners before? There were a few instances where they were able to release prisoners, even in China. Um, with the help of the USERF commissioners, their advocacy work. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it could be very beneficial. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, 
Guangchen, I think you know the pastor, don't you? Or you know about him, his situation? Yeah, I know Wang Yi something. Yeah, you know. Uh, in fact, he is, uh, uh, he is very uh, influential in China because he did the Himalayan job about the, the freedom of religion uh -huh. uh, very earlier. What, what did he do? He, yeah, he, he said we sh he asked the Khan Party to obey the constitution uh, in mainland China. You know, the Khan Party right now already in the constitution said the, pre the, the people will have the right for free to, to uh, free religion. Freedom of religion. Yeah, freedom of religion. And I remember 2007, he came here and have opportunity to meet George W. Bush. Ah. So then he came back with my uh, another friend and uh, tried to push the Communist Party follow the law. And after that, you know... He came back here or he went back to came, China? He came back from here to mainland China. Uh -huh, okay. At that time, I'm, I was in prison. But, in prison. Okay. Yeah, in prison. But later, you know, the Khan Party tried to punish all the activists, the human rights lawyers, the believer, the, the believers like that. Mm -hmm. Even now, the Khan Party put him in uh, prison and harassed all the people who joined that church before. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so even the Khan Party asked them to go to the, the church the Khan Party set up already. But they refused this, yeah, so... The they refused to go to the church, yeah, the Communist Party. So yeah, they refused to go to the Communist Party's church. So, uh, you know, the Communist Party set up the cameras, the something already to watch them. Mm -hmm. And, of course, no one would come there. So later the Communist Party tried to punish them and order a lot of police and come to the church to take them away. and and even host arrest them and include the, the children. Uh -huh. So, yeah, later the Khan Party uh, tear, tear down the church and the, all the people come to the outside to together. Uh -huh. Still refuse to come to the Khan Party's church. Uh -huh. So, yeah, the Khan Party sent the police come there to watch them. Okay, you just watch. We just do our uh, freedom of religions. Uh -huh. So yeah, the Khan Party asked them to have to listen to the party, have to stop to do the party, you have to stay in the home, like that, a lot of like this. But they still, until now, I still can uh, read every day the people in that church write the Twitter and uh, share some information about that. They do that every day? Yeah, so they are very Strong, yeah. The, of course, the Khan Party continue to try to find a way to uh, to uh, uh, harass them. Uh huh. Yeah. Have you heard anything about the condition of the pastor's confinement? How he's being treated in prison? Have Guangchen? Have you heard anything about how? Uh, yeah, I heard that. You know, when the Khan Party tried to punish him, the stop. He let their lawyers to visit him, and of course the torture happened. Uh -huh. Yeah, the Khan Party don't let him sleep in the night. Uh -huh. And 
Of course, if you listen to us, we will give you food. If you uh -huh. don't, no food, no water. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, so, uh, oh my God, so, so the company yeah, did a lot of like, like this. So try to find a different, uh, how to say, the crime? crimes? Crimes. Yeah, try to use different crimes to punish him. Mm -hmm. yeah. Even though the Constitution in China guarantees religious freedom. Yeah, of course, they write down already. There are 36. This, yeah, in the Constitution said everyone have the freedom of uh, religions in mainland China. Mm -hmm. But if you try to use that law, the Communist Party will find a way to punish it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, this is a situation in mainland China. Yeah. So, uh, Jillian, you said that you did this article uh, as part of a class you had with Ambassador Brownback. That's right. Um, it, it also, I worked it into this project I was doing with Ambassador Brownback and his religious liberty class. Um, and as part of this project, I was creating a kind of campaign project for Wang Yi. Um, so I, I contacted different organizations like China Aid. Um, I was in touch with one of the directors there. Um, so that was sort of the private NGO side. I was also able to get in touch with one of Vicki Hartzler's uh, I think it was her chief of staff, and she has proposed a bill. Who is she? She's a representative from Missouri. Um, uh -huh. I believe she's running for Senate now. Uh -huh. But she's worked to combat the persecution of Christians in China. Um, she proposed a bill, I think just this past February. It was called Co the Combating Persecution of Christians in China Act. Mm -hmm. um, and that, that was introduced, and it passed through... Um, the House Foreign Affairs Committee, I believe, it was amended, but um, that, that looks hopeful and it's awaiting further review at this time. Mm -hmm. um, but from what I gathered, it seems that there is some good work being done by representatives like Vicki Hartzler, and I know Chris Smith is another mm -hmm. advocate of persecuted Chinese Christians. Um, so that's, that was part of my project, which is gathering information on what is the current landscape, what are potential avenues for possibly releasing him from prison. Um, what it sounds like is that sanctions can be very effective, but I think it requires a level of information that I wasn't able to find, and from what it sounded like, the people a at China... A level of information about his situation or about what? His situation and the relevant party officials who would be sanctioned in his oh, case. Oh, I see. Um, from what it sounds like, they would need the first and last name as well as the birth date. Um, from what I understand, I'm, I'm not sure, uh, uh -huh. Professor Chen, if you have any other thoughts on that. You mean sanctioned under the Global Magnitsky Act? Uh -huh. That's right, yeah. Uh, do you have any thoughts, Guang Chen? Yeah, I think that should be work. If the U.S. used the uh, Global um, Magnitsky, Magnitsky Act to punish the Khan Party who decided to... to the officials. Yeah, yeah, and uh, which officials did that, mm -hmm. that we will... Uh, very useful. You know, the Communist Party not just against the Chinese constitution and the Chinese law, the CCP against the international law too. So, so if if the international uh, democracies ignore that happen, the Communist Party will do more. Uh -huh. If we punish them back very strong, the Communist Party will think they have to stop to do something. 
What what can you what can the U.S. do <clears throat> under the Global Magnitsky Act? Uh, yeah, that yeah. is very powerful. If our government real use it to punish the uh, the officials of the, the of the Communist Party who did the best thing about human rights, about freedom of religion. Mm -hmm. For example, you know, the Communist Party's officials, the, their family member, more than 90% live in the US or Europe. 90%? Yeah, 90%, of course. And they put the property to they, put they, the pr property in the U.S., the money. They, they, they use their money to buy property in the U.S. Yes, and even they send the, send the money to the U.S. or Europe. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, and if we use the uh, law to punish them, stop giving them that. Stop mm -hmm. giving them a visa. Mm -hmm. You know, the, every year they come here several times to see their children or something. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you stop to give them, the company will be very, very worried about this. Yeah. And free, freeze their money to do the business in the West. That will be very powerful. Freeze their money. Freeze, yes. Freeze their money so they can't get it. Yeah, they can't use it. Uh -huh. Of course, we didn't take away, but your money have to put the bank, not you can use it to get more money uh -huh. from the market. So that still, that are very powerful. Right, so yeah. the things the U.S. can do. Go ahead. Yeah, the U.S. can do a lot to punish if they want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have a lot of uh, power about this. Mm -hmm. The problem is we should push the government to use it. Mm -hmm. uh, so Chen mentioned, Jillian Chen was mentioning that what the Chinese Communists did to the pastor and did to many other people we've talked about on previous podcasts like the Falun Gong and Tibetan Buddhists and uh, Catholics and others violates Chinese law and it violates international law. Yeah. Now, that was the focus of your class with Ambassador Brownback, right? That's right. Um, yeah, we definitely focused on religious freedom and just a set of standards that we have yeah. to defend. Plus the U.S. law that implements these things, right? Right, uh -huh. yeah. So uh, people listening to the podcast will remember we had Ambassador Brownback on a previous podcast, and he was, his name's Sam Brownback. He's from Kansas, and he was the U.S. Ambassador for International Religious Freedom, uh, I think from a uh, well, a couple of the last couple of years of the Trump administration. And now he is part of our faculty in the human rights program that I run here at Catholic University and the MA in human rights from a Catholic perspective. And he is one of the professors and he teaches about international law uh, on religious freedom. And then he helps identify people who need help and then you, students work on their case to try to help them, right? That's what you did. That's right. So Guang Chen is also one of the professors in the Master of Arts and Human Rights program. So we have some uh, very distinguished people in the program. 
Thank you for listening to part one of the Barefoot Lawyer Reports podcast on the denial of religious liberty in China. Please join us next week for part two.